0: Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not heed them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go and in, in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hireling and not a shepherd, whose own the sheep are not, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hireling and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me as the father knows me and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will heed my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have power to lay it down, I have power to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. There was a division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said... He was a demon, and he is mad. Why listen to him? Others said, These are not the sayings of one who has a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Thank you, Nathan.
1: At the very end of uh, what Nathan read, you heard that the people who are listening to Jesus are still thinking about the, the fact that he has healed the blind man. How can this man be demon possessed when he has healed the blind man? And so you're still thinking a little bit about what was going on in John chapter 9. But as Jesus moves a little bit down the road from the healing he, he wants to carry with him some of the implications perhaps of that healing and, and he's just said to people that if if you don't have your spiritual heart open you can be you can be blind you cannot know where you're going you can be at risk in your blindness and, and so he tells them that they should see him as the way, as the, as the gate, as the door. Now we're going to get to chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. Uh, we're going to get to that uh, before the end of May. But, but today we hear a bit of that. Where he says, I am the gate. That if you want to get where life is... If you want to get to where safety is, if you want to get to where protection is, then you need to be with me. You need to enter by the gate into the um, the place of safety, into the pen, into the fellowship of all of that. And they have trouble understanding that. And so he comes back at them in verse 7. I tell you the truth, verily, verily, I say unto you, I tell you the truth, I'm the gate for the sheep. And, and I'm the gate for the sheep that you need to choose because there is another group out there called the thieves and the robbers. The thieves and the robbers. And, and there are only, evidently, in John chapter 10, there are only two different choices for the way we are going to live our lives that, that we're going to make a decision on how to live our lives to live it with the gate going through the gate going through the door entering the paddock the 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 pen of safety Or we're going to stay outside the perimeter of that. We're going to stay outside the boundary of safety that is sealed by the gate. And we're going to be out and we're going to be vulnerable to thieves and robbers. And we always love to read verse 10. But but you need to read the beginning of verse 10 in order to understand the end of verse 10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. 10b, I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. In the lesson this morning, the, the first great truth is there is a choice. There's a binary choice. There is either this kind of life or that kind of life. And there is... A decision to be made about where we're going to live our lives. Are we going to live our lives in continuing vulnerability to attack and, um, and disaster? In the music that was uh, played over the last uh, three nights and in the, the testimonies, It was hard to find one of the the artists who did not have a story of being caught by Jesus Christ. Most of them who were lifting up high praise to God with great energy had a story of when they were with the thieves and the robbers. And they had an exhortation that all who would hear that music would hear that music as a call to leave the the world of the thieves and the robbers. To come out of the darkness. To come into the light. To come out of the the vulnerable wilderness into the sheltered um, protection of the... Corral the pen of God. And so as we're, as we're thinking through our own lives and, and we're tempted to see life in, in various shades of gray, to get this kind of at least grayscale spectrum from, from dark to, to, to light and with all kinds of, of degrees of grayness in the middle, in John chapter 10, you don't have much of that. It is only the thief and the robber that convinces you that darkness is just gray. It makes half-light seem a substitute for dawn. But Jesus looks at the people and he looks like sometimes I look. Although it's sometimes my fault that people don't get it. But he looks at them and he goes, this isn't, this isn't connecting. This isn't exactly... This is, I, it's, it's interesting when Jesus uh, critiques one of his own sermons. He goes, I, I, don't, I don't think they're quite there yet. And so he shifts the metaphor from gate to shepherd. He says, maybe they'll get shepherd. And he suggests in this that I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd not only protects the sheep and invites them into the pen, but he talks about the good shepherd as the one who lays down his life. Hear this again. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. When he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. The wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep. My sheep know me. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I don't want to be tacky here, but, but the illustration is so powerful and so current that, that it, it illustrates the point. Uh, we were all just sort of shocked um, in, in Lakeland when the, the sheriff's deputy didn't go in the building. Now, I'm not going to be mean except to say if that had been a mom or a dad where would they have gone? yeah and and so Jesus says he's not the hired hand he's not the hired hand when the danger comes he moves back to a safe perimeter. Jesus says that that he's the kind of shepherd who knows that when the, the sheep are endangered he's going to go toward the trouble. Now, Some people in this room know what that's like. I know that my brother Michael knows what it's like to be trained to run toward the trouble. Yeah. And James Campbell, uh, sitting back there guarding the back foyer, uh, knows in his life what it's like to go toward the trouble. All of us... Have been in situations where, where we know there's trouble, there, we know there's conflict, we know, and 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 then I I imagine that almost all of us have uh, have priest or Levited it. We've we've gone around the trouble, we've 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 failed to engage, we've we've failed to, to move toward the trouble. And some of us know what it's like when you um, stopped at the car wreck and, and ministered to someone um, covered in blood. You, you know what it's like in, your, in your, your school environment to stop and take some time with the kid that's just not getting it. You've done that. Some of you have, have, have stopped and, and helped people without regard to your fee. You, you've designed the house. You have done the legal work. You have figured the taxes. You have, you, have done so, you have left your comfort for the sake of others. And we know where this is going to take Jesus. Jesus. This is going to take Jesus right to the cross. He's going to go to the cross because he is willing to lay down his life for the sheep. And then, in just a while, um, Marvin and Joyce will be leading us with the Lord's Supper. and, and, And we will remember our great and good shepherd. And so we respect Jesus because he engages in the conflict that is meant to save our lives. But for us, there's also the lesson then of if Jesus is our shepherd and this is what he does for us, then, then what, is, what is he teaching us to be? And and you can finish it out from there. But I'm going to talk while you do that. The paradox has been that the good shepherd who is willing to lay down his life for his sheep sometimes produces people and churches who are not willing to lay down their lives for the world who are not willing to lay down their lives for the ones that Jesus already knows could be the sheep from the other sheepfolds and and, and it's 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 understandable because in in Christ, our life can be so good. It is an abundant life. And and, and he says, I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. And and why shouldn't we soak all that up? Why shouldn't we soak up all the promises of John 10.10? To live life abundantly and enjoy it to the full. But the paradox of it is that the one who's coming to give us that life somehow defines, somehow defines having life and living it to the full as having life and living it toward the cross. And this is a great paradox. And could it be that what Jesus meant for us when he said that that we would have life and live it to the full wasn't saying that we would have wonderful fellowship wonderful Bible class wonderful worship just the way we like it just wonderful potlucks we'll we'll, we'll have wonderful life and that's all what if if embedded in that even more so go to that next slide please there you go (laughs) sorry we were stuck at the reading and I, I went to great lengths to google that uh Thanks. That, that, the, that the, the good shepherd wants us to have a life that looks like his. <laughs> and so, in my extensive research for this sermon, I asked the question about the shepherd's crook. Because I had always assumed that the shepherd's crook was a defensive weapon against marauding animals. The, the coyote, the, 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 the bear, the tiger, the lion, whatever they've got. But in all the pictures of it being used... It's used to hook a sheep by the leg. It's not used to whack wolves. It's used to redirect the sheep. Musing on that. Jesus would call us to a different kind of life. And some of us may need to be hooked and pulled more toward the kind of flock that Jesus would have us be. And so today, maybe that looks something like this. That we are the people who believe that Jesus is the door to the better kind of life. And that we believe that anyone who is outside of Christ is in danger. We believe that Jesus is not only the door to safety, he is also the one who is shepherding us to safety. And as he shepherds us to safety, he is always giving his life for us. And that as we become members of his flock, and the and the metaphor begins to kind of tear apart, as they all do, and as we become a part of his flock, we also become ones who are seeking the lost. We become sheep like Jesus. He's a he's the Lamb of God who is the shepherd. And we are the flock of God who are also called as little guides and little shepherds in the world to give our lives for the sake of the lost too. So all of the, the thinking that we're doing as a church, all the thinking that we're doing as to how we might be in this place, in this spot in Austin, what this address needs most of all what the people around us need most of all are sheep who will die for other sheep sheep who will give up some of the perks of the selfish abundant life for the sake of a self sacrificial Greater abundance. The greater abundance of being like Jesus. The greater abundance of loving like Jesus. The greater abundance of suffering in the name of Jesus. The greater abundance of moving out of what is comfortable into what is uncomfortable for the sake of the world. Jesus says, I know what I'm doing. When I lay down my life for my sheep. No one's, no one's making me do this. I am being intentional about the way I am laying down my life for the sheep. And in the very same way, we are called to be very intentional very intentional about the way we set ourselves and structure ourselves and open ourselves to be a people who are also laying down our lives for the sake of the lost. It's not enough just to have the one who says, I am the gate or I am the shepherd what is required is for us to move through the gate and follow the shepherd. And so this morning um, we invite uh, all of us to to a greater sense of sacrifice. To a a greater sense of the more comfortable discomfort of following Jesus as he is. And we call for us to be a church knows how to be this kind of disciple. Let's stand and sing together.